Feel Good Friday edition of Locked on A's means we're putting a wrap on the week. And what a week it's been. You are Locked on A's, your daily Oakland A's podcast. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. It is good to see you. Nice to have you here. And welcome back. It's another episode of Locked on A's, your team every day on the Locked on Podcast Network. I'm your host, Wayne Coy. I've been an A's fan since I knew what a baseball was. Longtime media guy in the Bay Area, host of a morning show, originally from Oakland, living now in Las Vegas, Nevada. And of course, there's lots going on here in town. It's uh, it's a big deal this weekend in Las Vegas. So we'll talk some more about the big game in just a little bit. Uh, but one thing I want you to know before we even go any further is that this episode, this one that you're watching, is brought to you by FanDuel. I wanted to see if you'd say it before I did. FanDuel, FanDuel where you can make every moment more. And you can also win some bonus bets like $200. All you got to do is make a $5 bet if you're a first-time customer and you win on a money line bet. If your $5 bet wins, $200 in bonus bets for you. Get them in. I would suggest you do that now before the big game, and that way, if you get the 200 bucks, you can hopefully use it for the big game. See? Check them out at FanDuel.com slash locked on. FanDuel.com slash locked on. Okay, what a week it's been. I think if we hit the rewind button, we go all the way back to the beginning of the week. It was a lawsuit. Shot fired. Uh, by our guest today on the show. And you're going to, well, it wasn't just him, but uh, he certainly knows everything there is to know about what's going on with the lawsuit that was filed Monday, the referendum that's coming. I'm talking, of course, about Alexander Marks. We had part one yesterday of our conversation. And now today we'll get you part two. That's coming up in just a few minutes. But uh, yesterday was interesting. Rob Manford, commissioner of baseball, basically was asked, you know, how he feels things are going with the Oakland A's. And what's he going to say? He's the commissioner of baseball. He really wants to see this whole thing happen. I mean, he's been pretty adamant about that. But he also had to say, we need to know what's going on. Because as you know, after this year, uh, the lease is up at the Oakland Coliseum. Where will the A's play? Who knows? Sacramento, maybe. Salt Lake City, maybe. San Francisco, could be. How about uh, Las Vegas in a minor league park? Sure, why not? You know, they have that spring training field in Arizona. What about that? Well, it's too hot. But yeah, maybe. I, I, they could be in my backyard for all I know. And I do know this. You can kind of read Rob Manfred as the commissioner of baseball. We've started to kind of figure him out. He's been there long enough. He, he, first of all, is not a great public speaker. I think he even knows that. He would probably admit that. Second thing is he tends to step on a rake quite often. And when he talks himself into a corner, it's really fun to watch. So here's the quote from Commissioner Manfred. Right after MLB's owners meetings, it's hard. He's talking about the A's and needing to know where they're going to be. 
It's hard, even scheduling, although it's clearly going to be someplace in the West. <laughs> you know, there's a difference between some places in the West and other places in the West. It kind of reminds me of, you know, you know the, the Brady Bunch, okay, Mr. Brady. Remember when he said, wherever you go, kids, there you are. It's that kind of a statement from Rob Manfred. Just a goober. Okay, I'll say that word. I can. Manfred declined to say how many or which locations remain in contention. I was getting kind of a Sacramento vibe from him. I was. I'll admit that. Now, if that's going to happen, that means that the Giants, AAA team, the River Cats, are going to have to be okay with sharing the stadium with the A's. Now, the one thing I do know is that the A's games are on television in Sacramento. So maybe, just maybe, some of their existing TV contract would actually be able to bridge the gap if they end up... Ooh, did I say the gap? I did, didn't I? Sorry. Um, yeah, some of their TV contract would maybe be able to stay in place. I can almost bet money that $70 million that they put out last year, that ain't happening if they leave the Bay Area after 2024, which is quite likely. We'll have to wait and see. He says, I'm comfortable with where they are in the process. They have options. I think they're doing a good job of exploring them and making sure that we have the best possible option. In other words, this is a dumpster fire, and I don't know how it's going to end, so I'm not going to say too much. All right. Then we had the mayor of Las Vegas saying basically the A's belong in Oakland. Well, didn't she basically say it? She said it. I personally think the A's have got to figure out a way to stay in Oakland to make their dream come true. I love the people from Oakland. I think they deserve to have their team. Carolyn Goodman, mayor of the city of Las Vegas. You know where, and don't get technical with me, okay? I, I can't believe this. People are saying, well, you know, technically the strip uh, is not Las Vegas. It's, it's paradise. So she's the mayor of Las Vegas, not Paradise. So that means her opinion doesn't mean squat. Okay, last I checked, when people land here and they go to the Strip, they get on a plane that says Las Vegas. Hey, where are you going this weekend? Vegas, baby, right? Las Vegas. What happens here stays here, not Paradise. Paradise. What happens here? Nobody says that because it's Vegas. It might be technically in paradise, but you ask anybody on the strip, where are you right now? They'll say on the strip. And what city are you in? Las Vegas. Nine out of 10, nine and a half out of 10. Nobody is going to say paradise. So for any of you in the comments that have been trying to get like particular with me on that, especially about the mayor, forget it. Okay, nobody in paradise doesn't feel like they live in Las Vegas. Same thing with Henderson, same thing with Summerlin, and yes, I pointed in the right directions. All right, I'm a Bay Area guy living in Vegas. I can tell you a lot of what people say uh, is happening or could be happening or is being felt is bull, okay? Just isn't happening. I'll tell you what is happening. It's the Super Bowl, and I can say it. I didn't have to say the big game because... We're talking about FanDuel. They've earned the right to be able to say Super Bowl. They are America's number one sports book. FanDuel, they got it going on. What do they do? Well, let me tell you. What they do is they give you an app. You download the app, and when you're done, 
you get involved in all the fun that is the Super Bowl. And it is. It's probably the greatest game in the world to be able to bet on because there's so many ways for you to end the football season having a great time. You pick a prop bet. You pick a, a spread bet. You go under. You go over. Whatever you're into, a $5 money line bet, if you get that right, you get $200 in bonus bets from our friends at FanDuel. Take advantage of that. You know, bet on how many points are going to be scored. Bet on, you know, whether we see Taylor Swift or not. I wonder I wonder if that's even going to be a prop. It probably will be. And I think her plane's going to make it from Japan. But anyway, uh, visit FanDuel.com slash locked on. That's FanDuel.com slash locked on. And you can sign up, get that $5 bet in, money line bet. You win it. You get the $200 in bonus bets, which is outrageous, to quote Lionel Richie. We're talking about FanDuel. FanDuel.com slash locked on. Make every moment more with FanDuel, official sportsbook partner of the National Football League. Okay, we had that conversation yesterday with the guy. He's been on our show before. We love having him on. Alexander Marks, who is, of course, with uh, Schools Over Stadiums. You heard part one of our interview yesterday. Here is part two. Alexander Marks is here, and this is part two of our conversation talking about kind of a two-pronged fight. You're, you're suing, uh, I guess you're suing the lobbyists, and you're suing the A's, and you'll, you'll sue anybody that wants to put a stadium at, at Tropicana and Vegas Boulevard. Yeah. So in this instance, uh, our lawsuit that we filed this week is actually against the, the state of Nevada, Governor Lombardo and uh, the treasurer, Zach Conine. Um, reason we did that is because it's a, it's a legislative matter. It's a bill. They're the ones who have signed it and, and are you know tasked with enforcing it. So the uh, lawsuit would be against them declaring uh, Senate Bill 1 unconstitutional. So very excited about this. I know we've kind of been saying for a few months that we were uh, going to file this. I think we started uh, that press release back in November. Right. Our so it's not a surprise, working. right? I mean, we no, know this is coming. Correct. So, um, you know, we kind of laid forth our, our claims back in November. I don't know if folks just thought we were bluffing, but, you know, sometimes it just takes a little bit to write a good complaint. We just wanted to make sure every duck was in a row and all that kind of stuff. So we've got, uh, you know, I think the, the tandem kind of parallel paths, but, you know, our commitment and the Nevada educators commitment to blocking the use of uh, public funds for the stadium project since June has only gone stronger. That's, you know, having Oakland fans by our side. That's constant research. That's the, you know, just the general vibe in the public. I think the only people who are excited about this project are actually receiving a paycheck from John Fisher. Um, so we, we, I didn't get mine, by the way. Did you get yours? I, I have, I have not gotten a paycheck. Checks. I, I didn't, I get plenty of dirty Alex. looks. I get, I get plenty of dirty looks from Dave Cavill at these events, but uh, I haven't gotten any yeah. paychecks. But uh, so we identified five, five sections of the Nevada State right. Constitution that we think Senate Bill uh, 1 violates. Um, what's cool or interesting, I guess, um, we could either totally invalidate the bill or we could partially invalidate the bill. But I think that goes back to kind of what I was saying in the previous episode of the House of Cards, right? You know, mm -hmm. is it death by a thousand cuts? If we move 5 million out, does the thing collapse? If it's 10 million, is it 50 million? You know, we remember from the special session, they needed every dime of that 380 million. So if we right. take away 10 bucks, you know, obviously it's a nominal amount, but I don't know how broke this guy is. I don't know what the banks are telling them right now. I know we haven't seen a financing plan, so that's, you know, I'd be troubled if I were uh, on that end of things. But um, 
uh, just for the listeners, and I don't have to give a, a legal symposium, but I'll uh, I'll just go through quickly kind of some of the, the five claims that we're looking at. And okay. what's different about right. this compared to the referendum is this isn't the voter saying, you know, we agree with these, this policy at all. This is basically just saying you hastily threw together the Senate bill. You ignored everybody involved. You rushed it through and you made a lot of mistakes doing that. And this is a procedural thing. You just screwed up. Um, so we think that because this bill created uh, public revenue through the seat licensing provisions in the bill, um, that would require a two thirds majority vote in each house because it's generating new taxation or revenue. Um, this bill does not have that under its uh, licensing provision. So we think that that provision of the uh, Nevada Constitution is violating or violated rather. Right. Uh, there's an appropriation clause violation because the bill fails to authorize the Nevada or sorry. Um, the bill authorizes the Nevada treasurer to basically draw an unspecified amount to prop up Clark County's bonds. Um, okay. There's no formula involved to kind of determine whatever that amount is. And because there's no ambiguity, because there is ambiguity there, rather, um, it violates that section of the Constitution. Um, an interesting one that our lawyers found was uh, the requirement to demonstrate why a law can't be a general law. So what I mean by that is in Senate Bill 1, it specifically mentions that Tropicana and Las Vegas Boulevard corner, yeah. right? It's so specific, yeah. Right. So SB1, we're arguing, is a local law because it operates over Clark County instead of a whole territory in Nevada. So basically, they fail to say why that specific corner had to be the location as opposed to Henderson or North Las Vegas or Reno, for that matter. Like, what makes that so specific um, that it needed to be there? And they don't have the language about a population. There's language missing. So um we think it's defective on its face because of that reason. Do you so think the, the, that had to do with the fact that they had been at the Wild Wild West site and flipped within a week? Absolutely. Right. And I think that that's kind of the irony, I think. And, and I was one of the first in the team to kind of point that out because I think I was like, how ironic would it be that they trusted John Fisher so little to not renege on the deal that they locked him down to that specific site at the trough? Sure only to violate this section of the constitution, which says, well, that's not specific enough. You, you know, that you could have put that anywhere. Why here? Um, well, I will tell you this, my former morning show partners, gym teacher, when he was in junior high school had a famous saying, and Jay would share that with our listeners from time to time, because she would pull him in and look him in the eye and say, Mr. Hasting speed is a detriment to accuracy. Yep. They were in a big ass hurry. Okay. Oh yeah. Absolutely. So I'm not surprised that all the I's didn't get dotted and T's didn't get crossed. Yeah. And that's that's benefit you. Yep. Or us. Yeah. So, so I want to talk about that for a second, uh, if we can shift gears because you're you're suing them. And I think I got my head around that. Hopefully yep. everybody watching this does too. But let's talk about the referendum because that's a big undertaking and the clock is ticking. You're waiting for, uh, as you said, uh, when we were together earlier, you're waiting for Supreme Court uh, to come up with a judgment, either to side with you or side with them because they won in the first round or to turn it around and say, no, we don't think there's a problem. Go ahead. Right. Mm -hmm. Yep. So what do you do? Well, so we're waiting um, any day now for that matter. And in, in the meantime, we're fundraising. So hopefully when that happens, we're just hitting the ground running. We're going to get some vendors out there. We're going to get people gathering signatures. We've got a, 
a laundry list of volunteers ready to come out and whether that's from Oakland or anywhere for that matter, I've, I'm, you know, I've got exactly right. Wayne. we're, we're ready to go. And I think, uh, you know, we're, we're excited about that. I think, you know, whether it's the, the lawsuit or referendum, the, the goal is to prevent public funds from going to this stadium. I think when you're seeing, um, you know, comments from the mayor of Las Vegas and before everybody goes, the stadium's in, you know, unincorporated Clark can't find the, the yeah. sentiment, the sentiment, exists regardless of where the the city lines if you're arguing municipalities on this you've already lost your argument um but i think when you see those types of statements you see his reception at the chamber of commerce you see the lack of renderings you see no financing plan nobody wants the stadium here um you know i think yeah, you if, know if this I, got, I got taken to i got taken to task by some locals yeah, that very, very specific thing, because I've been saying since Jump Street, I live here. I'm not feeling this. I, where's the local contingency that's, you know, all let's go A's and standing up and talking about how great it's going to be to have the athletics in Las Vegas. I haven't seen them because they don't exist, as you know. And there's a there's a Los Angeles. Yeah. I was like a saw that the Chamber of Commerce reaction or lack of. You could insert yep. the crickets there. That is exactly the apathy that exists out there on the streets. It's, it's and that was thing. that's his audience. That that was the people, or those were the people he thought would empty their pockets for him for an equity stake. Um, and instead, he got greeted with a room. And I, I think I joked that it was so silent in there you could hear Stomper drop a peanut. It was that <laughs> dead silent. Um, yeah. But I think you know, and the point I like to make too, and, and you know, it's it's Super Bowl week. When we built our first publicly funded stadium, everybody said, oh, we're going to bring in so much revenue. It's going to be amazing. We're going to have so much wealth and, and prosperity and all the education woes and blah, blah, blah. I don't see how a second publicly funded stadium is going to do that. We were like, I think, 46th in the nation before that opened. We're now 48th, 49th, depending on Whoa. where you look. So you're kind of going... We get it. You're selling us nonsense. And I think people are starting to get that with the A's stadium more so than they got that with the Raiders. Cause we literally have a, a double the size stadium that we paid double the amount for where we got, you know, that was 750 million. It seats 65,000. The A's are, you know, 30,000 and, you know, 380 million. So about half of the size almost and half of the cost. Well, if the first one didn't solve all of our problems how how is the second one going to do that and i think people and that that's a, a testament to you know the work that oakland fans are doing with us and you know the work we're all doing really to to i guess blow the lid off how nonsensical it is to make these claims about publicly funded stadiums and i think that feeds into the lack of excitement where people are like they're they're attuned to it i know a lot of folks go oh they don't pay attention until november when the election people are always paying attention and they're paying attention on this um, because when the school bus is late or there isn't a school bus at all to take your student to a class that has a permanent substitute teacher, you don't care about a stadium. You care about essential services. And we're not in great shape as a state when it comes to public education. And those are issues that parents, students, et cetera, see every single day. And when they see $380 million go into a stadium, they're going... I don't need 30,000 seats in a stadium. I need more school desks in my classroom. Those are where the seats are needed. Sure. Um, and at the end of the day, that's our North Star. Like we're, you know, it's fun to chat about all the, you know, the chamber comments and the, you know, the, the 
lack of renderings. But at the end of the day, that's why we got involved is because the, the misguided priorities of our public education are abysmal. Um, and I think that's what folks are really attuned to right now locally, which is why there's no excitement. So are you surprised that you haven't got, I mean, to me, it makes sense that you'd get the support of, of the Oakland A's fans. Our fan base is loyal. Our fan base loves this baseball team, or at least wants to. And the idea of losing it, uh, which is really a multi-generational heirloom after 56 years, uh, anybody that could provide us the opportunity to still suck on the hopium pipe for a while, well, we're gonna be kind of into that, whatever it is. Yeah. And this, this was a very early, wait a second, you know, cause you're right. The points you make are all great. Are they resonating with Nevadans to the degree that when it does, I'm going to be positive here, when it gets on the ballot and the referendum is there to vote yes or no on, do, are the people locally, do you feel like they are as emotionally into this as the guy who wants to sit, you know, in the second deck at the Coliseum? Yeah, I think it's just a weird apathy of, you know, I mean, I think it's 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 interesting because we have the Golden Knights, right? And I think they're and, and the Aces. I think those are two great examples of just homegrown. We're excited to go. We wish them well. And then there's just the weird kind of like the Raiders, where it's like I think I joke where I'm like, oh, okay, so the Chiefs and 49ers are playing. Is that a home game for both? Because because right. you go to any of those games here, there's more red than there are black and silver. It's true. Um, so I just think, you know, it's being forced upon us. I think every aspect of this entire deal has just been one hurdle. I think that what's what's interesting to me is the easiest part. So we all know every single speed bump John Fisher and the A's have had to go over. It's one, you know, it's like that uh, that Simpsons clip with Sideshow Bob ste stepping on the rakes. It's That's basically what their entire operation is. But what I'd like to point out is the easiest thing that they have done this entire process is convinced Nevada politicians to waste taxpayer money on this. And that's a shame. Right. That's the easiest thing that has happened to them. That should be the hardest because they have not made their case to the public yet. For some reason, politicians said, okay. And then opened up the state coffers and said, build a stupid stadium because the first yeah. one was so great. Um, and I think that just put a bad taste in people's mouths. But I think, you know, the, the, again, the, the partnership that Oakland and, uh, schools over stadiums and now strong public schools have accomplished. Like, I don't want to say we've muddied the water. I think we've won the messaging war. And I think mm -hmm. folks see that every day and it's, it's a repetition of how bad the deal is. Like, I get it, you know, from a personal level, people hate John Fisher. That that's, that is what it is. Like people have their experience, but in, in terms of the economics, the optics, the priorities, Nevadans are getting it. Like they, they have figured it out. And I think, that's why you haven't seen a whole lot of fanfare from the people who actually voted for this bill. They're not proud of it. Uh, privately, I know some of them are regretting the vote because I think I don't think they understood what they were getting themselves into. And I think, you know, again, it's it's funny to joke about the renderings. It's funny to joke about all these dumb little missteps that they're making. But I think it's indicative of the larger point that they didn't do their homework on who they were giving money to. They got blinded by the new shiny object. And they put everything else on the back burner. So at least in the regular session for two weeks, that's all they wanted to focus on was baseball. That was that was more fun than actually, you know, taking care of essential services like paying teachers a 20 percent salary increase or making sure kids uh, have a universal school lunch bill, uh, bill signed. 
Um, you know, again, that was a bill that the governor vetoed literally the day after uh, the state stadium was signed right. in the law. How ironic so it, is that? Yeah. yeah, it's just so it's that kind of stuff that, that folks are paying attention to. And, and Oakland fans have been fantastic with pointing that out and the hypocrisy. Um, they're holding our elected officials more accountable than most folks have in, in 10 years. And they're not used to that approach. Um, but I love it because that's the kind of stuff of like you cast a very bad vote. That was a misuse of our funds for a misguided project for a billionaire who clearly didn't, you know, care too much about our community. I mean, they don't even want to play in Summerlin during their little like sabbatical for three years, whatever you want to call where they're a roving right. team. Um, so I just think, somebody you know, said, somebody said bingo long and the traveling all-stars, you know? Yeah. Like I, I <laughs> is it possible for them to have no home games? Maybe they're just an away team for three. I don't know, but like yeah. the ridiculousness of all that falls to the Nevada legislature, in my opinion because they didn't know what they were getting into. And when they get guys like Jeremy Aguero to get paid to say whatever they're supposed to get paid to say, this is the you get your, yeah, Jeremy Aguero for the record. Um, this is what you get. You know I mean? You have to vet bills better. You have to have better priorities. And this whole thing is just, you know, I think I called it, uh, I had an interview the other day where I called this a, a monument to our misguided priorities. Like if the stadium ever gets built and we're going to work our butts off to make sure that never happens, that's all it's going to be. We're going to keep slipping in every little score or every little grade. And we're going to have a beautiful stadium where the, the Tropicana used to be to remind everybody that when we really needed the, the legislature to step up, they built a stadium instead. I kind of almost don't want to say anything else. Let's let yeah. that just sort of resonate. Okay. Alexander Marks uh, is uh, our guest, NSEA. How do we get involved if we want to be activists if we live in nevada or california how do we become a part of your mission and help you get to your goal so you can go to schoolsoverstadiums.com um there's the the primary links we want you to click are either volunteer or donate um donating and let me just dispel anybody who's like oh you're paying blah blah, blah. every dollar that goes into schools over stadiums goes towards our referendum and our efforts to kill this stadium deal and keep sure. our public money in our public schools and keep the uh, a's in oakland um you know i've heard people say oh you're going to be donating to candidates nothing nothing like that every f every dollar is going towards stopping this stadium project period okay. um and we need as many donations as we can get um if you know some of those oakland institution folks that's you know, the, the high dollars are, are where we're at. You know, that that's where we're trying to go. But every dollar is going to help us get to where we can. I thought of one. Uh, Debbie Fields, you know, who Mrs. Fields, Mrs. Fields Cookies. Yes. She's a she's a former ball girl for the Oakland A's. Oh, really? In the 70s. Oh, yeah. Famous I didn't know that. that. So I think somebody needs to talk to Debbie because I know her heart is with the with the A's for sure. I bet Mark Davis would write a check. He doesn't want. Yeah, I think. Uh, I don't have a whole lot of contacts with them, but um, yeah, it's just, you know, again, like we're confident about the signatures. It's, it's the money game, right? Like that's, that's, right. we know that's going to be the the biggest uphill battle because it's hard to raise grassroots, you know, money sure. like this. And, and, and in, in normal times, you know, we would go to our union folks and our other institutional here in Vegas or Nevada rather, but they're all on, unfortunately on the other side supporting the stadium deal because they might get the job if there ever is one. Um, yeah. You know, and then a lot of those folks were on the payroll too. And fine, you know, normally we're, we're at the same side of the table on them today. You know, 
we had an issue at the finance committee and, you know, AFL CIO called in our favor and culinary called in support, like we're not angry with each other, just on different sides of the issue on this one. And it sure. happens. Um, but those are normally the folks that we would, uh, you know, pull together our resources and get this on the ballot with. It's just not an avenue at this point. So if you don't have the money and you want to be boots on the ground, that's okay too, though, right? Absolutely. Like, well, you know, time or money. So if you want to help us gather signatures and do that, that's more than well, you know, any, any help can give. I think it, it's going to take a community. And I think, you know, the folks who are most passionate about this are also the ones who want to get out there and gather signatures as well. Yeah. All right. We'll see you at Fans Fest. I'm looking forward to uh, seeing you there in Oakland on the 20th. Are you going to be there too? Oh, of course. They just announced today Coco Crisp is going to be there. I saw Coco so Crisp. I'm excited. Ex uh... Excited about that. So we'll see you there. And you certainly have uh, the support uh, from Locked On A's every step of the way. So thank you very much, Alexander. Appreciate that. Appreciate it. Thanks, Wayne. Alexander Marks, NSEA on Locked On A's. Oh, man, that was a good conversation. Uh, nice to now know as much as we know about what they're doing, right? Get under the hood a little bit. That's a good thing. Uh, real quick, uh, I'm going to give you my big game pick, and I'm going to give you the formula that I used to get to that pick. But before I do, first things first, yes, my dog was in the room. That was Louie that you were hearing. That was his chain as he was. I don't know what he was doing except being annoying. That's Louie right there. Can you see him? Yeah, that's him. Okay. That is the guy that about 10 minutes ago growled, and it sounded like I farted. I did not. He growled. Okay? I just heard that back. I was like, everybody's going to think I ripped one. I didn't. I swear. Also, I know that it's contingent, not contingency. A group of people, a contingent from the athletics, not a contingency. I know that. You know what else I know? I know it's time to change the lights and tell you all about our friends at Ibotta. Ibotta, what are they doing? Well, uh, it's soup season, so you want to make sure you get all your ingredients that you need to master your recipe while you're getting cash back on your purchase. Cash back, that's what Ibotta is all about. It's a free app. You want to check it out. It gives you the most cash back every single time that you shop on hundreds of items. Not just groceries, beauty supplies, toys, stereos, all of that stuff. You can make sure that you are beating inflation no matter what you're purchasing. The average Ibotta user earns about 145 bucks a year. Not bad. That could actually cover the cost of, you know, maybe a ticket to your favorite show or a nice dinner out. Valentine's Day is coming. Wouldn't it be cool if you had the money just sitting there because you got it cash back? from Ibotta. 50 million people are saving money with Ibotta. You can too. Earn cash back every single time you shop. And we're talking about places like Lowe's and Macy's and Sephora and Best Buy, whole bunch more like 2,700 brands. All right. You go get your app. It's Ibotta, the Ibotta app offering our Locked On A's listeners five bucks just for trying it out. Okay. Cost you nothing. They're going to give you $5 cash back just for trying it. Locked on MLB. That's the code. Use it when you register. Just go to the App Store. If you're an Apple person or if you're Android, you know what it is, right? It's the Google Play Store. But download the app and start saving with Ibotta, and you can do that today. Today. Okay. Big game. Ready? Here we go. This is exactly how we got there. First of all, I'm in a mixed marriage. I'm a Raider fan married to a 49er fan. 
I'm a Raider fan. I hate the Chiefs. So you know which way I'm going. I want a happy wife, happy life. And even though I don't really like the, the Niners, I, I really don't like the Chiefs, okay? Even though I am the voice of a current commercial that is running with Patrick Mahomes throwing a football around the sphere. If you see that, that's me. Okay, here's how we're going to pick the winner. Are you ready? Brock Purdy, what number does that young quarterback, Mr. Irrelevant, what number does he wear? 13. Check it out. 49ers, 4 plus 9 is 13. Super Bowl 58, 5 plus 8 is 13. The game is being played on 2-11. 11. 11 plus 2 is 13. This one's in the bag, okay? It's Brock Purdy. It's 13. It's all those lucky numbers. It's the 49ers. Not in a blowout. I think it's a close game. But I'm sorry, Taylor Swift. I do believe this game is going to go to the San Francisco 49ers. And if it doesn't, I'm going to erase this and pretend I never said that. Thanks for being here. Thanks for, for subscribing. Thanks for liking. Thumbs up is great. I'm Wayne Coy. I'll catch you again. It's your team every day, Locked On A's. Until next time, you keep on swinging.